and scene. What's poppin', man? It's Audio Al, and you're listening to Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix, right here on YouTube, Spotify, or any of your favorite streaming apps. Thank you, uh, Audio Al. It is Tuesday, September 13th, 2022, 8 p.m. sharp. This is the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix podcast, and we welcome you greatly. I am one of your lovely hostesses, the Garlic Johnson. We are joined, as always, by our other lovely hostess, the Joshua Mitchell. Josh, say hi to the folks out there listening live at the time. Hola. Or I guess, no, the listeners would not be live at the time. What what would be a, a cool clicky way of saying for them listening dead at the time good morning good evening and good night losers uh yeah whatever josh said uh well they played me in fantasy it's likely they are a loser (laughs) all right well if you'd like to interact with this podcast there's obviously our discord channel otherwise there's anchor.fm slash hood pod to leave us voicemails we would love either of those interactions i know sometimes we get a youtube comment here there that was kind of jack's thing last year i haven't checked that maybe he left a comment i don't know i could i could literally go look right now but that sounds like a lot of work um descriptions um start segment start times down the description below thank you levi oki for all the beautiful art josh how we doing today pal i'm excited it's a half an hour show we gotta we gotta get into it but before we're humans how you doing pal how are you emotionally mentally physically uh emotionally physically mentally um all of the above um a little bit you know a little bit exhausted asher's got uh asher when you know he goes to daycare He's a child, so you know he puts all sorts of things in his mouth, puts all sorts of things in his hands, and then puts all sorts of things from his hands in his mouth. He, uh, he's got hand, foot, and mouth. Um, and for those of you who are not parents or are not aware of what that is, it is apparently a viral infection that um, leaves skin-like marks and scabbing and blisters on those three locations, as well as the rest of the body. So it looks like he got like rolled down a giant hill of carpet and he's just got rug burn all over himself. It is disgusting. Like just, it, it is very hard to see because you know, he's my little child. He's my, he's my spawn. Um, mm-hmm. But so I've been kind of been taking care of him the last few days. And then, you know, as some of the people in the discord know, I somehow managed to rip my toenail off of my right big foot. Uh, my right big toe, I should say. Your right uh, big foot, as opposed to you. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm, I have another page open. It's for my hunt this weekend, hunting Bigfoot. But uh, oh, good luck. Um, but yeah, so now I'm down to you know eight official toenails. It seems. Um, so you know eight more, eight to go. How are you, Gar? <laughs> I don't think I can follow. <laughs> I don't think I was emotionally, mentally, or physically prepared to follow something like that. I'm doing pretty good, all things considered. Um, yeah, I don't know. Life's good, man. A, a great a great Sunday of football. Obviously, it's always nice when the Vikes get a win. We'll get into that in a moment. But that's always a good feeling. Went over to my aunt and uncle's house for the game. Got to fill up with some fat food. You know, it's not, it's not every day I have, you know, a chicken breast, a burger, and a brat. But, you know, it was 9-11. So never forget, you know. I got to live twice as much uh, uh, as the next guy, um, you know, remembering the dead. So um, it was a good day, and uh, I'm happy football's back, and uh, had a good therapy session today. So, you know, all, all the things are, are coming up, Gar. Um, with that, are we ready to get into it, or do you have anything else you want to talk about? Maybe do you want to get some tears up before we really get into the show? No, no, I'm good. Um, you know, 
as you said, football happened on Sunday. It was it was a lot of good games, a lot of interesting games, I should say. A lot of a lot of things that made me go, okay, yeah, football things. Um, but yeah, I'm happy to hear that you had a great time, and yeah, let's get into it. All right, I will say before we start, I I didn't want to overblow it. Obviously, ask me how I was doing. I am sorry to hear about your little man. Um, you know, I've thrown. Um, a bunch of medical minute ideas at Jamie in the last couple days. You probably won't get through all of them, but there's another one. Um, you know, there's Josh is have Josh having a baby. Levi had a kid. Um, Jamie, you know, kids are, kids are popping out left and right. Before we know it, Derek's popping out kids. Willie just had a kid, so that sounds like it'd be a very relevant medical minute. So Hammer, if you happen to listen to this, or Jim Jam, it sounds like another great idea. What Josh was just talking about even though he is going through an unfortunate situation. But let's get into it, Josh. We're not going to call this segment the quick hitters. I don't think we'll just do, um, I don't know, maybe we'll just do Gars Grinders' his own thing and then Rant and Ravens' his own thing. But anyways, that's I'm just reading the note sheet out loud because I'm bright and I can't process things. Anyways, we're starting with Gars Grinder. That's an ugly way to start. Um, but this real quick, Gars Grinder for the weekend. Anyone who was watching, it was blowing up our Discord. Love to see the participation from Mika and from Eric's and from Josh and from Brad, of all people, getting in there. Um, but that that Pittsburgh-Cincinnati game was absolutely wild, Josh. Uh, went to overtime. Looked like it was going to tie. The Bengals lose their long snapper, big kick Mick, which I don't really like. Uh, no, I like Big Kick Mick. What everyone else calls a Money Mac. I hate that. I like Big Kick Mick. Um, yeah, Big Kick Mick for sure. Yeah, okay. Everyone else has been calling a Money Mac, but I, I, I can't do it. I'm Big Kick Mick forever. Yeah. Anyway, I, I think that. Uh, so hang on here. Oh, I know that ahead. we're supposed to be half an hour. We're going quick. I'm going to kind of derail. We're only five uh, minutes I mean, in. We're good, when, dude. When are when are people going to realize that that money moniker, that money addition to that nickname, is just setting them up for failure? Money Badger, dead. Money Manzel dead money dead so i mean well i don't know about the last one but yeah i don't have any of it so um but yeah so just yeah money mac toss it aside maybe throw some petrol on it um and petrol, then wow light really it, appealing to our across the pond listeners well our, our only listeners um and then you know light up a ciggy and toss it on it that nickname's dead we're talking big dick Mick, big kick Mick. My bad. <laughs> why, sorry. why not all the above? <coughs> yeah. So yeah. Sorry, my my rant over. No, no. Go. I mean, you gotta you gotta get in there, man. You gotta get it in there. I appreciate your participation as always. But anyways, but where I was going with that, Gar's grinder this week. We got to go with our man or my man at least, Chris Boswell, C Boss, C Bass, whatever, whatever kids are calling him these days. Three for full field goal, three for four field goals. Missed one that he probably shouldn't have missed, uh, but he got it done in the end. Kicks the game-winning field goal in overtime. Three out of four made. Two extra points with it. One from one good from twenty to twenty-nine. One good from forty to forty and one good from 50 plus i don't see the exact yardages i'm just reading it off sleeper right now but chris boswell gets it done for the steel city in overtime that's gar's grinder you gotta you gotta forget those missed kicks you gotta get it done love to see it for the steelers i only gave him three wins this year so better slow the fuck down um or my 272 is already shot but uh but yeah chris boswell gets it done he's gar's grinder this week um, that's my kicker man that's my kicker <laughs> not hot rod R.I.P. R.I.P. Hot Rod. Uh, yeah, so moving on, Rant and Rave. Kind of already did a little bit of ranting about nicknames. Uh, the only Rant and Rave that I've got going on right now is, you know, people are calling the Packers dead. They did this last year at this time. Obviously, I'm going to talk about the Packers, so shut up, people who already who are like, oh, of course he is. Um, 
you know, Christian Watson came into the league with drop issues. So color me shocked when he drops a wide open pass. First offensive play of the game literally cost us the game. Probably not because the rest of the team looks sluggish too. But who knows? I will say this. The fact that he got that much separation is positive. He did make up for it a little bit later with a catch and a decent run. But overall, buddy, stick him. Bathe in it. Just catch the damn ball. Guard, do you have anything to, that you want to get off your chest? I mean, obviously, I'm going to be a homer on that one. Um, Fantasy-wise, I had a decent week, so I don't need to really rant and rave about that. Except for Connor, you piece of crap. Except for who? Sorry. Excuse me? Connor. Connor. Oh, Connor, no. stick to stickering because I, I hate playing against you in fantasy because I could have 1,537 points and you'd put up 1,600 because screw you. Wow, you're, um, you're pretty sad, aren't you? Yep, well, we'll get into it in grain of salt. Yeah, I, think, I don't know if there's going to be any salt left. Uh, but anyways, rant and rave for me. Um, I don't have a whole lot. Like I already talked about, it's good to see the Vikings win. I didn't have – I mean, you want to rave about that Bills team on Thursday night? No, we've already – we've had a podcast since Sunday. Uh, or, yeah, since Thursday, I mean. Um, but that Bills team looked amazing. Uh, uh, the Cowboys on Sunday night, they looked pretty rough. The Seahawks last night with the upset. I mean, it's Tuesday night. Everyone's already had two days full of headlines, so we don't need to go over the whole thing. But just – there's some good teams out there man the giants i told people look out for the giants the giants upset the tennessee titans the houston texans tie the colts another team we've been telling people look out for thanks to you know dougie davis (laughs) daddy milkers um what's his last name mills daddy milkers mills um hell yeah so yeah, I don't I don't have too much to rant or rave about. Um, you know, I didn't I didn't have any bad beats in fantasy. I, I lost one legitimate matchup because of Patrick Mahomes, but I also won one because of Patrick Mahomes. So I do know that we also have a voicemail though, and I gave a brief um, description to um, Audio Al of what I'm looking for, and so I don't know exactly what kind of voicemail he left us. But to me, it seems like the rant and the rave time. This would be the right time to play it. So. I don't know. Let's see what Audio Al got. Uh, before even listening to it, I'm going to say that this is exactly what we want. Like, I pretty, I, I'll be honest, you know, Josh, for the people that listen, they're going to listen. I was like, um, Al, sometimes I feel like our listeners just don't know what they want to say in a voicemail. And so, Al, can you just leave us a voicemail as an example? Maybe it'll be easier if someone does it first. So then Brian or Brad or Jamie or whoever's like, you know what? Al made it sound so easy. I just go in there, record for 45 seconds while I'm bitching or I'm screaming. And then, uh, and then it's, it's that easy to leave a voicemail. So I'm going to say... Before you push play. Oop, go ahead. Uh, uh, before you push play, I already know that it's just going to be ripping the Packers and basically slobbing Justin Jefferson. So go on. So the, the perfect play. example of what we're looking for in a voicemail. I don't, I don't, I don't hear anything bad about what you said, but um, shout out to Audio Al. Before I even push play, I haven't pre-listened to this. I thank you for your sterling example for the rest of our listeners. Let's see what he's got. What a week it was, Josh and Gar. Audio Al here. And I'm not going to lie, episode one of Red Zone really had me in the first half. A lot of character development. Uh, Taysom Hill, I think he scored a touchdown. O.J. Howard had two touchdowns. It was really slow for fantasy-wise. But you know what? I was strapped in, buckled in, ready for that climax. And uh, I was justified. I was high on Saquon. Fucking justified, baby. Kareem Hunt, justified. Jerry Judy, justified. Justin Jefferson, just like everyone else, justified. Let's 
Cool. I was five and one in, my, in uh, all my leagues and survived two gillies. So uh, I'm pretty high right now. Football's back, baby. Do you have anything you want to say, Josh? Do you want to apologize to Al for slandering his name? Yeah, I read between the lines. There was a, there was a lot of dissonant. No, I'm just kidding. No, that was a good good voicemail. I I I enjoy Al's voicemails, even if it would have been just directed at me. But he didn't. So yeah, I apologize, Al. You are a bigger man. Um, but uh, congrats on the five and one week. Um, and yeah, good luck next week, unless you play me. Uh, speaking of Josh, I mean, we can I guess we can get into it at any point. Uh, maybe we'll do it in the grain of salt here in the FanDuel top three. So let's move on to the grain of salt. We talked about how um, you know things went pretty good for us in fantasy, or at least we alluded to it. Josh, what was your fantasy um, record on the week? Well, I guess uh, technically I went uh, four and two, and then I won in two gilly leagues, so uh, it survived in there. Um, well, yeah, because Brad's, I'm guessing, I considered it a win. Um, so six and two overall. Um, I already alluded to losing to Connor um, in the dynasty league, despite putting up the second most points forward. That kind of is the pattern in that league because I know it's rigged. Um, but overall, with the intellectual property of Joshua Allen Bunker Incorporated, um, I am forty and seventeen after one week uh, for a win percentage of seventy percent. That's pretty good, Josh. Um, I. <coughs> I see. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about this in a second. I'll just go through my stats here, though. I went seven and one in fantasy, only losing in my Yahoo league, and that's you know again I went up with, against Patrick Mahomes. That guy's team was stacked. He's the and he's the champion. Um, and yeah, he has stacked champion dynasty team. Josh, you should look into that. Um, see see if you could learn a thing or two from Willie. But anyways, that was my one <laughs> loss on the week, seven and one. Uh, my record, if I were to play every team the whole week, um, I was fifty eight and forty. So seven and one looks amazing then when you peek under the hood 58 and 40 looks much less amazing that's only a 60 or 59.1 59.2 win percentage um so you know we got some leagues that are good some leagues that we're gonna have to figure it out but uh you know hidden oaks redraft league 13 and 0 baby highest score of the week number one power ranking that's my home that's my league um but so the thing i wanted to get into so yeah i'm very confused on what you decided to do here with your wins and losses and then the intellectual property of joshua allen bunker incorporated because to me it makes less sense to count wins in the top category just when we're counting pure wins and losses like for the guillotine leagues because like a win is only being not the bottom score so i i decided to not count the, that win in jwow's league but then also i think it would make a lot more sense to count the wins and losses against every team and like in the bottom table here and you just counted one win in each but to me it makes a lot more sense to do those as full numbers so like if you look at my sheet you'll see what i'm talking about where we kind of did it different but i guess can you talk about why you're doing yours the way you are i'm just confused by your, your intellect well, we'll uh, we'll we'll kind of go ahead and blame that mental um, mental clarity that I was talking about and and during our chit chat this to begin the show. Um, you know, I only got like four hours of sleep last night. I'm sitting here with a toenail that's bleeding, child that's fussy, and and not sleeping too well. And I just wanted to get it done. I wasn't going to go through and count. I thought about it. But, uh, you know, I just included it on there because, in my opinion, if, if I don't get eliminated, I win. So, you know, if I get sure. eliminated week 13 or week, uh, like, 7 or something like that, you know, then it's just, then, then it kind of fades off from, from existence. I don't get any more losses. I don't get any more wins. 
Um, but for the intellectual property of Joshua Allen Bunker Incorporated, we'll just pretend I had the high score in both of them. So if we had... Uh, I know for sure I beat you in JWoww's League, so... Well... You would have been 8-9 in JWoww's League. We're talking... Because uh, you were literally the score right beneath me. I beat you by like a debt, like by, by .3 or something. Well, fine. And then in Brad's League, uh, 22-0. All right. Um, no, no, but so yeah, for the grain of salt, we're both really good. That's the point. That's what we're trying to get out here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we should get people to listen to us. And if you tune in on Saturday morning, you'll hear just how well we did with our uh, who should we start. See, I like the idea of separating the grain of the salt from the advice because I feel like like we can really get caught up in the grain of salt. And so now we just we get to do the grain of salt on Tuesday night, let people know how good we are, and then they can completely forget how good we were by Saturday morning or how bad we were. So I like I like the way we're doing this. Anyways, yeah. Oop, sorry. Go ahead. No, that's all I had to say was just yeah. Okay. Uh, well, we've got uh, you had the FanDuel top three in here, so I'm not sure if you're talking about players or like player like football players or the FanDuel participants. But obviously, Patrick Mahomes had a great week, 34.9 points. Justin Jefferson also put up 34.9 points. Justin Jefferson would have been the slightly better value there, um, and then Saquon Barkley was a 4.5 times value with 30.4 points. So those are the top three by fantasy points. If you're doing the top three by value, it's going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers 7.4 times value for their 26 points. The Miami Dolphins were a 4.7 times value with their 18 points. And then Saquon Barkley makes the top three again, a 4.5 times value with his 30.4 fantasy points and half PPR in FanDuel. If you're talking the top three in terms of um, human points, Big Daddy Kush is back on our leaderboard like he was pretty much all last year. He scored 161 from the first week. Tilo loves football, our champion from last year. Um, they got 157.12 and then Cody, I believe they were up near the top every once in a while last year. They got 150.06. And if I scroll all the way down to 10th, Josh, 113.7. Were you even trying? No. Oh, okay. Well, that's the way she goes. Um, but I guess, yeah. So t- top 10 scores will win in the FanDuel this week. I've gotten a couple texts about it. People asking me, even though I've made it very clear every time I've communicated to anyone. So the top 10 best scores is uh, who will who will determine the money winners this year. I'm not sure what the payouts will be just yet because we're still having people join because you only need 10 weeks to quote unquote be eligible. So we might fill it out to 20 just yet. We got just one today. So um, anything you else you want to talk about in the weekly recap, Josh? You want to move on to the hoodlines? Uh, no, I. you were just on such a good roll. I didn't feel like interrupting you with the FanDuel top three, but uh, that is something that I had just copied and pasted from a um, agenda from last year. So I, I think it's good to go part. over. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I figured we could go over the top three scores for people and then, you know, like maybe just toss in a couple performances like you did. Um, but yeah, so now we're going to go into our new segment, Hoodlines, brought to us by Skybusters. I figured if there was one like mini segment that Brian would want to sponsor, it would be the Hoodline. So, Josh, you better make him oh, proud. Yeah. You better if he pulls Hoodlines. his investment, we're gonna have to sh- we're gonna have to turn the lights off and uh, shut her down. Yep. So these are headlines from the hood. Uh, we've got a pessimistic drafter. Leans on Winston, Barkley, and Jefferson to defeat his former partner, Gar. Anybody any, know anybody that was pessimistic during the draft? Ooh, I mean, a guy that repeatedly said my team stinks and was begging Nikita to trade him Kirk Cousins. Doesn't ring any bells, no. Catch-22 puts up 48 points on a Monday night game using the Denver Broncos' stale offense, might, might add, uh, to squeak out a win versus Cup of Tea by three points. And yes, I had to hear about that one. 
I thought she goes to I bed by figured, seven. Well, we talked about it during dinner. Um, but uh, teams with players scoring zero, we had four teams that scored zero points. Or four, not four, I was say four zero. teams scoring zero points. That's wild. Yeah, well, four teams with players in their starting lineup that scored zero. Someone managed to win one and three. Congrats. Um, team, and that was actually Hammer versus my wife. So sorry, Nikita. Love you. Uh, <laughs> we had, I think we had five players that scored more than 30 plus points. Um, teams that had players scoring 30 plus went two and two. Um, so not necessarily a good thing to score a lot of points. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, I think it speaks, obviously you were being sarcastic or facetious or whatever, but it speaks more to like, sometimes you're going to be really carried by your top performance. And sometimes even those best performers aren't enough to carry you. So like the, the stars and studs or the, the studs and duds method or whatever people want to talk about in drafts. I mean, it's more of an auction thing, but you know, it doesn't always work out at least based on week one. and honestly, it's as if you had read my mind about some a topic of conversation that I thought about earlier today um, that I didn't put in the agenda. But uh, you mentioned having studs that carry your team, players that have you know thirty points and you still lose. Um, and so, and I had mentioned earlier on a headline that uh, you had three guys kind of carry your team. Oh, big league. Which, which would you prefer? Would you prefer to have those three guys in your lineup put up? Because two of those three put up thirty in yours, um, or thirty plus. Yep, and then the rest of them. One of them was almost forty. Should put a little respect on JJ, huh? Yeah, well, he over thirty. You know, he could have scored sixty. It's over thirty. Just saying. (laughs) Um, But but um, would you rather have that be the case where you have like a power three, and then the rest of your team is just kind of you know scraps, or would you rather be somebody who you know puts up a solid performance kind of week in week out, um, but doesn't have anybody that's over thirty? I mean, so I mean, that's we we've talked about this many times over the history of the podcast, over our previous 105 episodes. Um, like a high floor will get you wins across the regular season. Like you'll like you'll just you'll just tread the line and you'll you'll lose to the the popping off teams, but you'll beat the teams who had a stinker week or the teams just aren't so good. I mean, I think the high floor teams, which probably will say the high floor teams don't have the big three. The high floor teams, I don't think they win championships really, unless you get too lucky. I think the big three, the high ceiling team. Teams, that's what you need to uh to win the ship so i mean of course if you're carried by big three that's not going to be consistent but if you can win enough and just get hot late i think that's ultimately what wins championships more consistently than just a high floor team that gets lucky on a, a bunch of people stinking in front of them so i would prefer the big three because i think that's the difference the high ceiling is what makes the difference in winning what do you think well yeah i, I guess it, it depends on the the high floor and how how or that you know that floor and how high it is because you know if you get if you get a guy who consistently gets you 15 um that's you know it's not 30 but you know if he consistently gets 15 and pops off for 25 from time to time yeah i'll take it um because those are nice plug and you know just plug and forget but then you get guys that like mike evans is somebody that you know i love to hate um he always has solid seasons he's always in the top kind of you know 10 wide receivers top five wide receivers scoring wise but um but he always has games where he has just a stat line that baffles you like last year he had two or was it last year or two years ago he had two catches two yards two touchdowns it's like okay and then he has some games where it's zero but then you get some games where he has 40 and so it's just like okay so there's some volatile players out there um and and so i'd rather have the high floor than have to deal with the stress of a volatile player like that 
but I do understand what you're saying with kind of like the the booming. Um, JJ is not going to be somebody that's volatile. Um, Barkley might be, but I you mean, know, after vol- the- I don't want to interrupt you, but volatility is obviously relative. Like JJ's like he's not going to be volatile like in the respect that he's going to have like a zero point week probably but volatile in the fact that like he could probably go between 20 and 40 that's still pretty volatile like he's not going to score 40 points again next week that'd be nuts but he'll probably score me 15 to 20 yeah well yeah i guess that is true but um i, I was thinking more of the like the between the zeros and the 30s not the uh, okay. not the guys like that i don't want to have yeah um yeah i don't know I, so I, so I, did, so I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to interrupt your thought there as if I ruined a beautiful thing that was coming out but no well it's 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 me so it's not beautiful um, oh, but I do gosh. see that you added uh, the side bet winner which was Hambone uh, with seven players at 15 plus points congrats um, I don't I mean, know do we want to look ahead well yeah I mean for sure I mean we've still we got still got six minutes here five minutes here I just wanted to go through you want to talk about the difference between high floor low ceiling like Hammer didn't have anyone scoring 40 points but Christian McCaffrey was 15.7 Javante Williams 19.8 Jerry Judy 20.2 Amon Ra 20.4 Christian Kirk 17.7 those were all in his starting lineup and then on the bench he had Miles Sanders with 18.5 and Roby Anderson with 21.2 so no one on no not a single person on Hammer's team scored above 20 no one in his starting lineup scored above 20.5 or 21 and no one on his bench scored above 22 so we'll see i mean maybe we'll see is hammer going to go further or am i going to go further maybe hammer's the high floor team and i'm the high ceiling team but that was just something i wanted to highlight real quick um but yeah i uh, definitely in terms of looking ahead going on to the next little bullet point here and then we'll get out of here um with a little bitch um you know, looking ahead, I'm just curious, just briefly, what your thoughts are. Because you know, you and I are both competing a lot of fantasy leagues. With pretty it, almost everyone who listens to this podcast is, competes against us in a fantasy league. But just obviously, waivers are a big deal. And last year, this time last year, Tyson Williams went big. Like people were spending. You know, for people that have the free the the fab the free uh, free agent auction budget, they were spending like thirty percent, forty percent of their auction budget just to get Tyson Williams. And he ended up being a big disappointment. Fool's gold, probably got dropped by a lot of teams by like week eight if not a lot sooner so i'm just i guess i'm thinking like look into because like probably carson wentz is going to be a hot ad devin duvernay is going to be a hot ad jeffrey wilson's going to be a hot ad um without giving too much away who who do you think is actually going to be worth it um and who do you think is going to end up being fool's gold i i honestly so like with these overreactions after one week is is kind of something that um it tends to happen, like you mentioned, Tyson Williams. Um, and so that is something that typically after one week, I try to hold my rosters as much as I can, unless like it's a kicker, or a defense that I want to switch out just for uh, whatever reason. Um, just because it's one week, teams are still learning. Um, and so you, you get those major injuries like um, uh, Elijah Mitchell got. Um, and I believe that was one of the things that I'd said that, you know, he was already hurt preseason because um, I know a lot of people were high on him. He had a great game up until that point, which sucks for for him and his owners. Um, but um, I, I don't want to go out there and grab the running back that's behind him on the depth chart on a team that, you know, typically runs the ball with five different people, it seems. Um, and so I just kind of want to wait and see, let people spend their free agency budget a little bit on week one. Because um, last year, I think somebody went for like $75 in my Victoria's Secret League. Um, and it was just ridiculous. I don't even know if that player stayed on that roster. So it's just, I'm going to save it until I absolutely need it. 
And then I like to I like to pick guys up like week ten that are starting to fill in for <laughs> guys. <laughs> I yeah, don't touch. Yeah. I don't touch the waiver wire until week ten. Says the guy who's already has like fourteen transactions in the region. Oh, stop! Stop! <laughs> I'm trying to throw people off my trail. Okay. All right. Well, I, again, we got we got to get. Well, I mean, we're not keeping it strictly under thirty minutes, but we got to we got to move along. I guess the, the whole point I'm trying to make is like. After week one last year, maybe week two, but at week one last year, if you go out and spend like 40% of your auction budget on Tyson Williams, there's a good chance you lose your league or don't go very far because you put a lot of resources out there. However, in the same like week one, week two time frame, if you were to go and put out 30 to 40% of your auction budget on Corderell Patterson, who no one drafted last year and then like absolutely broke out, then you were probably in most of your championships, if not heavy in the playoffs. So I'm just saying like right now, there's gonna be plenty of fool's gold like personally i think devin duvernay is fool's gold curtis curtis samuel i think they're fool's gold i'm not spending money on them but jeffrey wilson that that's tough especially if you're super running back need your rex burhead rex burkhead in a ppr format like i'm not saying they're gonna be a league winner on the same level of Cordell patterson last year but as, as i'm I hear what you're saying. I'm not saying sitting and waiting is a bad strategy, but there's also players right now who you pick up this week who could be your league winner, like Cordell Patterson was last year. I guess that's the point I'm trying to make. Some players will burn you, but some players could make your season. So I was just curious what your thoughts were. Well, I, I do I do think that just uh, – like I'm, I'm holding on Jeff Wilson just because – or I'm holding off on setting anything up because last year when he filled in, uh, when he had the opportunity to be the starter, I think he got like two point six yards per carry. He wasn't very good. So it's it's kind of like a, well, um, plus Trey, um, Trey Lance runs the ball. Debo runs the ball. Brandon Ayuk took a handoff uh, um, last week. So it's, it's you know, that's kind of that, – that backfield is just so – uh, dependent on you know who's got the hot hand it seems um, that I don't want to have you know I don't want to go out there and spend my free agency budget on or give up my waiver priority for a guy that's going to be like Cam Akers and just put up a rock. All right, man. Well, that sounds good. I don't know if the Thursday night game is off the top of my head. Who cares? The last segment we got here before we get out of here, we're at 30 minutes. I'm sorry, but we'll get out of here. You got an obituary? Do you want to set up the bit, read it, and then I'll just... I, I do want to... I don't know if this is in your thing or not, but I do want to say this person took three quarterbacks who got eliminated, and fuck you for probably trying to not give me a quarterback, and I lived and you didn't, so nana na boo boo Stick your head and doo-doo. But Josh, set up your bit, and then just as you're done with the obituary, I'll play us out with the song. Well, um, I was kind of hoping to have that uh, Sarah McLaughlin song for the dogs. Well, I mean, you, um, in the you, background. you could have easily done anything more than letting know. me know this second. I had to, I had to look up all these words in the in the dictionary to type this up. Um, that but, I believe. So, as as listeners know, we are in a guillotine, a few guillotine leagues, and um, a history lesson for you: in a guillotine the arms is. Of an a- Sorry. <laughs> Um, a guillotine is a medieval tool used to um, separate the head from the body um, in, a, in a way to rid demons from the spinal cord. Um, that part might have been made up, but this week we want to wish rest in peace to Brennan, a.k.a. Shockers Butler. He lived from 9-5-22 to 9-12-22. Some say the good die young. In this case, we won't. We mourn the passing of a man who had the balls to play a rookie fourth-string tight end in his flex. We remember him not only for his daring lineup, but also his daring draft strategy in which he rostered three quarterbacks. The two he had on the bench would have led him to the promise of another week, 
but on the eve of September 12th, he still had hope, flickering in his eyes as young Russell Wilson's revenge game surely meant that the offense would feast, especially Cortland Sutton. Alas, it was not Sutton who was a glutton, but those he went against. Now, as we remember Brennan for the short time he was with us, we must also look ahead to brighter days. Days where we no longer need to see the likes of Galladay and McBride in a starting lineup. Days in which we have scores surpassing 70 points, and we can take, all take our turns clenching our butt cheeks as the minutes in our hourglass of life dwindle. R.I.P. and peace, Brennan. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. I have three quarterbacks on my guillotine roster. Am I next? (laughs) Uh, Who knows, man. That was pretty good. Obviously, if you're still listening out there, folks, we'll see you again Saturday morning at 8 a.m. 8 a.m. sharp. Um, Yeah. I I thought that was pretty good. Obviously, we went a little over 30 minutes. I don't think we're going to... I mean, I guess you could say otherwise. I don't know if we're going to strictly keep it under 30, but I thought we did pretty good. We kept it moving. Yeah. No, I thought it was fine. Um, I do think that as far as shows go... The Saturday morning one was a lot smoother, a lot better. So Really? I felt the opposite. I felt like, because I feel like I really thrive off the structure of the note sheet. And when I'm fumbling around, like, I felt like I was fumbling around Saturday morning. Whereas I here, I felt like, anyway, sorry, go ahead. Oh, Josh, do, do you mean it? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, but no, I, I do think both of them had their positives. We, you know, just a little bit of cleaning up to do in both, and then we should be good. Oh, yeah. Now, watch out, Pat. Here we come. All right. Uh, Talk to you later, Josh. Go Packers.